2018 is a year Jenna O'Hay will never forget. A hard-fought grand final series loss to Townsville was quickly followed by an exciting return to the national basketball setup. First came a Commonwealth Games gold medal, then the proud honour of captaining her country at the FIBA World Cup, where she led the Opals to a silver medal. But come December, with her informed Melbourne Boomers near the top of the WNBL ladder, Jenna and her family's world was rocked by the devastating news her uncle had taken his own life. One month on, and Jenna is determined to spread the word that no one has to endure tough times alone and in silence. And that determination has led to the inaugural Lifeline Round as the league raises awareness about mental health and suicide prevention. And on this special Fox Basketball podcast, Jenna O'Hay has joined me in the bunker. Welcome, Jenna, and congratulations on driving this league-wide initiative. Yeah, I'm really proud that it's all come together. Uh, So this round... Every team will donate $100 per three-point shot made and the total amount donated will be matched by the WNBL, which is just amazing. 100 bucks for every three, so you'll be shooting a lot of threes this weekend? Jacking. <laughs> Who are some of the other Melbourne boomers maybe to watch out for the three balls? Well, you've seen us play enough that our team shoots a lot of threes, yes. so you'd be watching out for Steph Talbot, Maddie Garrick, Kayla George will get them up, um, Lindsay Allen will get them up, I sure will, um, Mon Conti will come off the bench, we'll all be getting them up, that's for sure. It's kind of, sort of a, a shameless scouting report for Larissa Anderson and the Rangers this weekend, isn't it? Well, I hope they're shooting lots of threes as well. <laughs> they got plenty of good shooters, Beck Cole will be out there, she's been uh, fantastic. What has the support been like from around the league ever since the Lifeline Round initiative has really come to fruition? Yeah, my idea started quite small and it's really snowballed out of control and everyone has jumped on board to support this cause and I'm so thankful and grateful that everyone has been so supportive. The teams jumped on board, the WNBL jumped on board. Um, Since it's been announced, just the reception that I've received personally has been incredible. Everyone's really getting behind it and... um, yeah, it just makes me really happy. Uh, one of the things I really liked was Kayla George's shoes, which were designed by Ash Grant, and they'll be auctioned off with all proceeds going to Lifeline. If Ash, if a basketball career doesn't quite work out for Ash, she's very talented with a uh, as an artist. She is amazing. If you check out her Instagram, Ashalola Designs, yes. uh, she has um, an earring range, she does photography, she does artwork. The shoes she did when I saw them and when I saw what Kayla had decided to do it um, made me cry. Um, yeah. Just the support from my two teammates like that is really special. It's, it's awesome. And the Melbourne Boomers uh, have been fantastic right throughout the season on the court, but I think we're seeing off the court in recent times how fantastic they've been as well, really getting behind uh, this initiative, but also all the teams around the WNBL getting right behind as well. 2018, as I mentioned before, has been a year of really mixed emotions and it started with that grand final loss. And I remember interviewing you pre-season and how much that sort of burns as you're headed, as you're headed into the WNBL season. Then came Opals in the Gold Coast and then came the Opals captaincy, and then the silver medal as well. How do you reflect on 2018? Basketball-wise, it's definitely been up and down. Losing the grand final in the third game was obviously devastating. Mm. And then to be back in the Opals squad, or team I should say, and to win gold um, up on the Gold Coast in the Commonwealth Games, uh, I really didn't think 
that I would represent Australia again. Yep. Uh, so to get that gold medal with the Com Games was amazing. And then when Sandy told me that I was captain at the World Champs, um, <laughs> gosh, it's really been full circle with my Opals career and I couldn't be more proud to lead our country and to get back into the gold medal game and get that silver medal, which we haven't had since the 2008 Olympics, I believe it is, was just amazing. So basketball-wise, had that down at the beginning, but definitely went up after that um, and very proud and just um, just the end personally wasn't um, what we ever imagined and it really rocked my world. So to lead into it, I remember doing a, a game, Melbourne v Bendigo, in Bendigo, it was a thriller of a game. It went to overtime, second overtime game that we'd seen that year. You shot pretty inaccurate, inaccurately throughout the game. <laughs> That's an so understatement. <laughs> I think you finished at 3-15 and, and you were 2-14, and 14, but you hit the three ball in your 250th game to uh, seal the victory for the Melbourne Boomers as well. And then post-game was sort of caught a lot of us by surprise when Hannah Hollis interviewed you, asked you a pretty st- straight up and down question and you talked about your uncle who had recently taken his life how are you how are you feeling I suppose at that moment in in Bendigo it definitely as you said it was a pretty normal question that Hannah asked and I was flooded with a lot of emotions that came out at the end of that game as it's coming out again yeah um you know we had found out about my uncle um on the 14th of December um but when someone takes their life, um, funerals don't happen so quickly. There's autopsies and inquests that need to happen. So our family was never able to get that closure straight away. Um, so it'd been a couple of weeks since we found out, but it seemed like every moment, um, he was on my mind. Um, and it wasn't until his funeral on the 4th of January, they were able to all get together, get closure and really celebrate the life he lived. Um, and that's why so much emotion came out in that interview. I suppose a big reason for you coming back to the WNBL in the first place after a fantastic career overseas was to be closer to your family who've come from Gippsland and come from Maui, a country family as well. But um, you've also got family in Melbourne. You're closer to them now. How important is family for you? Family is everything to me. Um our family's always been extremely close. Um, I have two amazingly supportive parents who have followed me around the world watching me play basketball and are extremely proud of me. Um, I have two older brothers who are the very reason why I got into basketball. Yep. And they've taught me a lot of what I know. They support me as well. Um, one brother's been to the Olympics to see me play. Another went up to the Commonwealth Games. My parents have been everywhere and... We've always been close, but through this, we've somehow managed to become closer and we've really leaned on each other and supported each other through this extremely difficult time. So 14th of December, is you mentioned the date just beforehand. Can you remember the, the moment you found out? Uh, yeah, I was at home on a Thursday night and I got a call from my mum and straight away... Um, I could tell her voice wasn't steady. I knew something was wrong. Um, And she said, "Um, it's about Ferg. Um, 
he's taken his life. Um, and we both cried on the phone. Um, and I knew I just needed to be around mum and dad and I needed to be there to support dad who had just lost his youngest brother. Mm-hmm. Um, so I live with my eldest brother and we jumped in the car and went straight across to mum and dad's place. Um, we, we hugged, we told stories um, and we were just there for each other that night. Two days later, you're suiting up for the Melbourne Boomers as well against the Dandenong Rangers. You, you looked at the live stats and saw Jenna. Jenna's played ten and a half minutes. She start she started the game as well. So you just wonder if maybe an, an injury might have might have happened. Tell us about the the game two days later against Dandenong. Yeah, I hadn't. Um, I had told Guy what had happened straight away because I wasn't at training the next day. On the Friday, I had breakfast and we stayed the night at mum and dad's place Mm -hmm. and we had breakfast all together. Um, I told Guy um, and I think he informed the team that I'd had a family emergency but didn't um, give any further details because I told him not to. Um, And he was extremely supportive and he said, if I don't want to play, he totally understands. But I thought that playing would help me take my mind off it and be able to f- focus on something different and put my energy into something different. So I I wanted to be out on the court and I started and um, straight away I I my heart just wasn't in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't concentrate properly and I just couldn't give my full effort and so at halftime I told Guy I couldn't go on anymore and he understood straight away Um, and then I left straight after the game and I'd had a lot of messages from people asking if everything was okay, if I was injured because I didn't play very much and still then I was like, no, no injury (laughs) but didn't really say anything more. Um, and it was later that night that I sent a text message to our um, team WhatsApp group mm-hmm. um, explaining why I'd missed training and why I didn't participate further in the game and everyone was very supportive. I was about, I was, that was my next question. How? What was some of the responses back from some of your Boomers teammates? So you, you play, you, you spend half a year alongside, you're training almost every day, you have one day uh, a week off. But what was the support like from from your teammates? Yeah, straight away they um, there was a lot of love hearts sent back. Um, there's not really much you can say um, when something like this happens, but I knew that they were there for me if I did need anything. So you played against uh, Bendigo and and Danny Nong in those those two games, and then in early January, uh, you the funeral was held for Ferg. And you said an interesting quote during the week in the in the press release that was used to promote lo- the Lifeline round. Uh, you said, over 300 people attended his funeral and to see so much love in the room for him warmed my heart, but it also made me much sadder because I wish he knew how many people cared for him and adored him. You missed the game against Perth uh, due to personal reasons. You were attending the, the funeral or the funeral was around that time against the game in Perth. How significant was was that funeral for you? Uh, yeah, um, I'm saying 300 plus. There could have been more. Yep. Um, but 
the amount of people's lives that Ferg touched um, was really shown on the 4th of January. Um, so many people paid their respects. Um, so many great stories were told. I'm extremely proud of my dad who read the eulogy and really just shined a beautiful light on the life he lived and to be able to get closure at the funeral and celebrate Ferg's life. It was much too short, but he packed a lot into his years and just to be around everyone who also loved and cared for him was really important and I knew that my mind, I wouldn't be in the right mind space to play a game and Guy absolutely understood that and so did all my teammates um, and it was just something that our family needed and um, just to get that closure and um, yeah, just really send him off in a good way. There's no right or wrong way to grieve when such devastating news hits any of us. We're human beings. When you played or opted to play against Adelaide, against Danny Nong, against Bendigo, was that part of your grieving process to try and take your mind off what had happened before? Against Adelaide, it definitely was. But as I said, my heart just wasn't in it in that game. Since then, I've realised that in the grand scheme of things, basketball is not life and death and there's a lot more to life, um, which is why I wanted to create this initiative to spread awareness that we're not alone and that there's a lot of love and support out there and basketball's a wonderful game and I'm going out there and trying to have as much fun as I can because I'm very lucky to play basketball but at the end of the day it's not life and death and I just I just wish he was still around. Since Ferg passed away you've done a lot of uh, research into mental health and into suicide Jenna. Uh, I suppose what have you discovered that has made you so passionate about raising awareness about mental health and suicide and subsequently into the inaugural lifeline round in the WNBL? I've obviously seen a lot in the media about mental health. It's been an issue that has been raised more recently. But once I had heard about Ferg, I started doing my own research and I was completely unaware of the statistics that Every three to four hours, someone in Australia is taking their lives. That equals eight people per day taking their lives and over 30 attempted suicides. And to me, those numbers are alarming and I had no idea. And if I have no idea, I'm sure there's a lot of people in Australia who have no idea either. And so this is what this round is about to raise awareness so that we're not clueless and I think there still needs to be so much more education on mental health and how we can help and how we can support those people going through it because because we can't see it I think we're often not there to help but it's crippling our nation and there needs to be more funding more support and more love for people who are going through these things and how did the connection specifically with with lifeline come about uh, we, we know i think a lot of australians know about lifeline 
whether they know exactly the amount of resources that Lifeline actually has is is another question. But how did, really did the connection with Lifeline come about? Yeah. Um, so it was on the Thursday that I found out and it was the Monday that I started um, just thinking about different ideas on how I can help and how I can use this voice that I have to help. I first looked at Greg Heyer, who plays for the Perth Wildcats. He has an organisation called A Stitch in Time. Last season, I had a pair of customised shoes that were auctioned off for A Stitch in Time. There was one WNBL player, one NBL player from each team who Mm -hmm. had these customised shoes and auctioned off for A Stitch in Time. But that is mainly in WA. So I wanted something that was more... Australian-wide. I then looked at Beyond Blue, which is mainly aimed at males, which is great because the statistics are a lot higher for males, but I wanted – we're the WNBL. We're, we're a women's league. So that's why I went to Lifeline. They are available 24-7 um, for people who need help, and they're about mental health and suicide prevention. So this was the charity that I landed on, and I just want everyone to know that 24-7 there is help for you if you need it. One of the great things about mental health organisations now is that you don't necessarily just have to go on the phone. There are online options now if people want to chat online, but the option of talking with family and friends is is also a wonderful option as well. It is, and it's a strength, not a weakness to ask for help, and I understand that sometimes it is extremely hard to ask for help, but if people don't know they can't be there. So if you are struggling, there are people who are willing to help and there's a lot of love in this world that needs to be shared and I want to share that and I'm sure there's many other people who do as well. Um, So just don't be afraid to ask because you never know if you don't ask. You're the captain of the Opals. You're the captain of the Melbourne Boomers. You've played WNBA You've played all around the world as well. So you you mentioned before that you do have a voice. With recognising that now, has it given you a a different perspective on using your voice for for the greater good? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wish it wasn't in such sad circumstances that I've realised about this, but I hope something good can come from it. And I hope there's a lot of people out there that, if they need a sign that they see that this is it and um, there's more people who ask for help. And yeah, I just hope that this round there's as much money as possible can be donated because there needs to be a lot more funding. And I hope just it spreads like wildfire um, and that the awareness gets around and people become more educated and um, people are aware of the statistics around suicide and mental health. Just on the boomers support in general they are a very strong club justin nelson's done a remarkable job in turning this club around how significant has the boomers support in particular been for you yeah it's really been amazing um straight away guy malloy um our coach was amazing in supporting whatever i needed um the girls in the team are just so loving they've been great and I have to give special thanks to Justin Nelson and Sally Phillips for really making this possible. As I said, I had quite a small idea um, of just myself donating $100 per three-point shot that our team made and it's just snowballed into this much bigger event and I couldn't be more thankful for the support from 
the Boomers, the WNBL and all the clubs just jumping on board and um, being so supportive. Lifeline has also created a special donation portal this weekend. So you can text WNBL, those four letters, to 0427-992-713. That's 0427-992-713. I'm sure you're proud now, but I'm sure you're going to be just as proud when you see it all come to fruition. We've all got four games in the final round of the home and away season, all on the Saturday as well. I'm sure you're going to be just as proud when you see it all in front of you on, on Saturday. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to Saturday and just seeing everyone come together because we're so much stronger together. Lifeline encourages anyone who is struggling or who is caring for someone who is in emotional distress to please reach out for support and remember that Lifeline is available 24 hours a day for a confidential chat. You can call 131114 or chat to a crisis supporter online at lifeline.org.au from 7 until midnight every night. Jenna O'Hay, thanks for your time. You're an absolute star on the court. You're a bigger star off the court. All the best for the weekend. Thank you.